We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, folks, today we are talking about our favorite college football future bets, win totals, conference championship odds, some more KU stuff with our friends at DraftKings. So tune in. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, folks, we are back. Another episode, Ain't No Seats Podcast. Before we get going, as always, we got to mention Emprise Bank. They are our title sponsor. Shout out to them. An Emprise Bank debit card is good anywhere. You have access to 55,000 fee-free ATMs worldwide through the All Point ATM network. You can get the same kind of access to your money as any bank across the country while getting the value of working with a trusted partner and Emprise. So shout out Emprise Bank. Um, speaking of partners, AB, the state of Kansas, we've got big news. Draft King Sportsbook is coming to the Sunflower State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. It's big news, AB. Very big, big news. news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to celebrate, all new customers, all of you, all new customers, will receive $100 in free bets when you sign up using code KCSN. Plus, one lucky customer will win $100,000 will win a $100,000 free bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook's giving you $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. Uh, soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use to use once mobile sports betting hits Kansas. Plus, one customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. 21-plus physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. 
one per customer. $100 issued as four $25 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void when prohibited. Ends first day. DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at DraftKings.co slash Kansas. A.B. You nailed it. As, I mean, the key here is we get to bet on sports in the state of Kansas using DraftKings Sportsbook, and that's big-time news. That's mm-hmm. big-time news. Yeah, it, it felt like it was a long time coming uh, for the whole state of Kansas to legalize it. It's been going around the country for the last, what, like five years? Yeah. Um, and there's a huge market for it. So good for Kansas. Look, in it passed. They beat Missouri. So hopefully some revenue dollars come into the good old state of Kansas. And, uh yeah, it's just going to be good for it to be normalized a little bit. <laughs> just another good old-fashioned win over Missouri again. Mm-hmm. Um, something we do quite well as a state. Um, but, yeah, big news. And so we figured, hey, we got <laughs> DraftKings. Sports betting's here. Uh, oh, shout out to Missouri fan Tucker. He did not like that comment. But, Tucker, you know what? Kansas has sports betting. And you can place your bet sports <laughs> DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook. <laughs> Whew, let's get into it though. We we decided we've got it. We've got we've got gambling. Let's do. We used to do our gambling segments back in the day. Let's do it again. I want to talk gambling today. I want to talk college football futures, Kansas football futures, Big Twelve futures. You've got some over unders for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to start, which we've uh, we've talked about. You know, KU's over under at two and a half. We probably beat it in. We've we've talked about it a ton, um, but we got to start there. Do we still feel? I feel really good. I'm starting to feel really good about the two and a half. Everything I'm reading, um, just the sense, the buzz with the program, things seem good. I'm leaning heavy towards the over on the two and a half. Do you still feel good about that? Where are you leaning when it comes to the Hawks? Yeah, I think that's it's crazy to call it a safe play to go over on any KU win total. But, I mean, we've talked about it before. We think they're going to get the Tennessee State game or Tennessee Tech, whoever the hell they're playing. Yeah, Um, you're getting it. (laughs) Right. And then you play Duke, who is just as bad as you are. You're at home. You'd like to think you can get those two. And with what we saw last year and what we tend to see most years with KU, even when they suck or win-loss-wise, they still find a way to hang around in a couple games. And I think Lance and his staff are good enough that those close games, you know, just trust on one of them flipping to a win. And there's your three right there and have fun the rest of the way. So I, I would, you know, if I were taking it, I'd, I'd definitely take the over. Can't even speak. I'm Dude, not excited. That's where I'm at. Like it, I just, you sit down and you think about the trajectory of last season and the way this team just improved, improved, improved in all areas. Like it was the most improvement we've seen in a single Kansas football season in a long time. Um, you think about the fact that now we've got a whole off season, we've got a full another season. Like this team's gonna find their way into some wins. I think a few months ago, me and you sat down and we were like, "It's so hard to predict KU to get three, four wins." But I don't know. I'm I'm not saying we're for sure getting four or five wins, but I'm definitely over the last couple months just talking myself into being a little more confident that we're just gonna compete in enough games to where a couple are going to go our way. And all of a sudden, I think we could be looking at the end of the season with four four wins, and you're heading into next year with, like, the most expectations heading into a KU football season in a long time. So I think we're both in agreement that two and a half, uh, 
it's just it has to happen because if it doesn't it's it's meltdown city right mm-hmm. but i mean i so, guess last year we only won two games right and we have some confidence so i guess it really just depends on how the games go but you'd like to see them build on what they did last year and especially with yeah. the non-con the way it is you'd think you have two wins so yeah we can hope um okay so what about the rest of the big 12 so we've talked a lot about okay yeah KU's improving our staff's good we've got Jalen back we've got a great running back crew like but the problem has been the big 12 is still the big 12 OU I mean crazy offseason for them we own Texas but Texas is still good K-State returns a ton we'll talk K-State um according to DraftKings Sportsbook Oklahoma's plus 190 to win the conference. OU second at plus 290. I mean, if you're if you're a betting man, Texas maybe, plus 290, right? Yeah, what did I just say? You said OU and Oklahoma, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. Well, OU and Oklahoma are yep, plus 190, and Texas is plus 290. Good catch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Am I crazy? Like, I feel like... I'm kind of having some doubts with Venables. Maybe OU's just a, a well-oiled machine, and they're going to do their thing, and they're going to continue to dominate the conference. But, like, if there were ever a year where I was going to go bet on, like, an Oklahoma State or a Baylor or even we'll talk K-State, but even like them, isn't this year the year, or am I just wildly wrong on that? I mean, yeah, I, I would kind of agree. I wouldn't feel great about only taking, like, less than plus 200 on OU to win it with all the turnover they had. But I just, I don't know. Like they're still going to, they still have enough talent. They still recruit well enough. Obviously they had a lot of turnover, so I don't think they're going to be like a playoff contending team like they usually are. But I mean, nine and three probably gets them into the conference title game. And then you just got to win one game where you're probably the more talented team. Unless you play Texas, then it's just a rivalry game where you never know. But Still, that's that's a lot of ifs, and I'm not laying plus 190 for that. I'd rather go a little bigger, a little juicier, maybe a little sleeper, just because I kind of see the Big 12 as being pretty open at the top. Yeah, it feels like it's just going to be every Saturday. It's going to be kind of chaotic. Like, I feel yeah. like the – I don't know, could be wrong, but I feel like teams one through six – one through six, one through five are like very, very close. Like I mm-hmm. feel like they're gonna just be uh, flip of the coin any week. But I don't know. I don't know. I uh, if I'm if I'm betting money on Big Twelve winner, I kind of like Oklahoma State. They got to do it right. Mm. Like they're so due. Um, blew it last year. Should have gone to the playoff last year. Choked. It just feels like if this is a year Oklahoma State's going to do it, it's it's going to be now. But I don't know. What do you what are you feeling? I don't really like that. Uh, there, are, I have their win total underwritten down as one because I just see eight wins more likely than nine. But I, if I had to pick a sleeper, and I we haven't even mentioned them today, but TCU twelve to one just checked DraftKings half an hour ago. Um, like I said, I think the top of the Big Twelve is just so wide open that they could backdoor into a Big 12 championship game. They recruit pretty well. They do have new coaching staff, but, you know, that can be good or bad. You never know. Some people yeah. are saying that locker room kind of quit on Patterson toward the end of last year and then thinking it's that there's going to be a little rejuicing of the uh, senses in there. So TCU 12-1 to feels like good value because I feel like they're not that much worse than an Oklahoma State or a Baylor or a K-State yeah. even. I think they're tied with yeah. the thoughts. And just a good number to, you know, 
went a weaker conference this year. So that's my sleeper. All right. So let's talk K-State because I don't know if I'm a sucker, if it's because I'm surrounded by K-State fans. I got K-State friends work with K-State fans. You read the Twitter timeline and it's like you would think this team was preseason top five with college playoff football playoff or bust. Deuce is the leader to win the Heisman, which I like. Deuce. I think Deuce Vaughn's good. I've kind of talked myself into K-State being really good this year, and I think it may just be me being brainwashed by my Twitter timeline. Um, so, honestly, I'd be – if I bet Oklahoma State, my next bet would probably be K-State plus 1,200. And so I need you to talk me out of this K- – one, I think over six and a half wins is the lock for K-State. Like, this is where I'm at, maybe. I'm so far – brainwashed that I feel incredible about this team getting seven, eight wins. Um, So I'm here asking for help. Tell me why I'm wrong. I wish I could, but I like it too. I think they go over six and a half, but like, that's not saying a whole lot. Like if they go seven and five, I don't think they're satisfied with all the expectations they've built, but that overtake is every year at the end of the day, they'll still be happy. That's just Kansas state football. Maybe we're in the Texas bowl for the 17th straight year. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. But I just, it, am I wrong though? Like, is it, uh, I can't remember the last time I've seen this much buzz for a K State team. And then you look at these odds and you're like, wait, like you're tied with TCU who just got a new coach. Like, what's going on? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn if I'm just, if K State fans are out of their minds or if like they're undervalued. It's probably a mix of both. Like, when you say the word undervalued, I just picture K State, I feel like. because Vegas and like nationally perspective, like they don't view K-State as this awesome football program. It's breaking news. They're not, but they are above average and sometimes like very good. Get 10 wins. I I don't know if that's like Colin Klein's not walking out of the door. I know they're excited about Martinez, but he's just a big name because he played in Nebraska for 12 years. Like, I mean, Martinez is going to either be, I feel like he's, either going to be the most hilarious disaster of all time, or I feel like he's going to like be really good because he left Nebraska. Like, I don't know. I mean, we were talking with Tucker before this and he's like, can't take the Nebraska out. of him. Like, I don't know if that's just going to come with him to uh K state. It would be so funny. The content would be so great. I think you said it before. He is just going to throw them out of a couple games. Um, He'll make a mistake, but I don't know. Like, is, is a Deuce-Martinez combo going to be pretty good enough to get them to eight wins and then, you know, have a shot maybe at going to a Big 12 title game? I don't know. It could. I mean, and they're always that team, too, where they just win a random road game, I feel like, oh, and yeah. they're good at home. So, I I just thought when I see K-State, I either go over or no bet because there's no – it's like betting against Tom Brady, like you're just mm-hmm. – or LeBron. You like LeBron. Like, yeah. and this is kind of a backwards way to put it, but like people are always trying to be the first one to bet against LeBron, Brady, whoever, and say they were right when they fail. When K-State, I feel like people are tr- trying to do the same thing and they always just go over by a game or two and keep their momentum or whatever. I'm probably not making any that, sense trying to make that this is the but. Probably the best compliment ever given to the Kansas State sports program. Yeah, they're LeBron. LeBron and Tom Brady. Brady. But I I do get to what you're saying. It's like 
K-State is always, I think we can all agree, is kind of always undervalued. They're fairly disrespected just because of they're in Manhattan, Kansas, and they're always kind of decent but never good enough to, like, remember them for years and years in a row. Um, but, yeah, it, it does feel like they kind of always overachieve, but that's mainly because they overachieve because their expectations by the national media are set extremely low but that's why I find it funny is because the expectations set by the fan base seem to be really, really high. And it's mm-hmm. like, they just, they can't it always falls right. in the middle though, which is yeah, yeah exactly. Seven and five or eight and four just feels like, like I can just, it's going to be seven and five. It just, yeah, it's like it's seven just, and five, that's what be, they do. They'll be in and out of the top 25 and they'll, you know, yeah. go to the Alamo bulk or wherever. And they'll probably <laughs> win it because they do that. And it's just a typical yeah. K-State season. Yep. Um, all right, what bets do you have for me? You said you had a few listed. Uh, TCU already talked about them over six and a half. I just that's just more of a blind fall. If I like their value to win the Big 12, they should win more than seven games. Um, Texas under eight and a half. I mean, come on, come on, we're not going to keep doing with Texas. I don't care. Are we sure who comes into the building? We're just not going to do it with Texas. Are we sure like the Arch Manning news doesn't just have Texas like? buzzing enough to yeah. go get themselves nine wins like they're feeling like they're relevant again which just kidding texas has never not felt relevant but i don't know it, it felt like when i saw that news i was kind of like damn the sec news plus arch manning committing like is texas about to go on a little run or are we going to be making texas's back jokes after they drop in a game in like week two to a team they have no business mm-hmm. losing to so well here's the fun thing is texas i think texas plays alabama week two either week <laughs> one or week two i think it's week two and oh. the best is going to be when they win week one by like 42 points they just absolutely blow whoever they play out of the water and they're looking good and they get up in the top 10 in alabama they just come in and they they will beat the piss out of them and yeah. all that energy and good vibes and feeling juice that you just brought up, Alabama's going to suck every last ounce out of them. And then they can only yeah. lose two more games the rest of the year for them to hit that over. Like, it just – What, what a miserable – Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, what a miserable spot to be in as a Texas fan. Like, you have Alabama week two and, like, you have no shot. No. Like, that's like if KU f- basketball – had a Duke or Kentucky on our schedule and we were just like, well, that's a loss. Like I, that would just be a miserable feeling to feel like you have this elite program, but you've fallen so much lately that like you can't even convince yourself you're beating Alabama, which they might, but there's no shot they beat Alabama or even keep it within a touchdown. I don't know. It's going to be very funny. It'll be like, They'll be up 10-7 at the end of the first quarter, and then at halftime it'll be 31-10. to 10. Like, it's just how it goes. Yeah, and that's no fault of their own. Alabama is awesome. And, yeah. like, I would take their over 11 because I don't think they lose two games. So, I think at worst you push. But they're probably going to go 12-0 this year. And They're going to yeah. win the title because <laughs> yeah. Saban losing to his, like, young coach that he mentored or whatever, like – Saban's pissed. He's going to go on a tear. Alabama's going to go 12-0, and 0, and we're going to just move on to next year. That's how it'll go. We've seen and this before. Depending on how the NFL draft order lines up, like if one of the number one or two teams already has a quarterback that they like going forward, 
Alabama's going to have the top two picks in the draft this year, too. So, like, they're just – they're nasty. They're going to be so sick, plus the motivation factor. That just yeah. feels like a 12-0 and 0 and then sweep through the playoffs, 15-0 title. So, Ohio State has the second highest odds to win the title. Mm-hmm. Plus 300, Georgia's back. Uh, it's pretty much those three and then a big gap after that. Yeah, Clemson plus 1,000. Uh, hey, shouts to my Oklahoma State plus 9,000. Maybe I should throw Take some it. money on there. Or one of your $25 gonna... free bets. You know what I kind of want to – this is – I'm very much getting off subject here, but – well, not really, but – I've been trying to think of like what's a what's a gambling thing that I can do KU football related like what just to kind of track it'd be fun to just do the same thing every week I'm and this is boring but like I kind of just want to bet the Hawks to cover every game this year Am I insane? I don't hate it I was like, going to say money line but they're probably you probably going to lose money on that cuz they're going to be yeah, favored I mean, in two of those games that they're going to win Yeah money line that would be I don't think that would work because no, I initially thought about profit. that. Yeah. No, but I do think, I mean, we've spent year after year seeing this team not cover, like we're 35 point dogs and we lose by 40. Like we've, mm-hmm. we've seen that happen time and time again is now the year where maybe we don't get four wins. Maybe we get three, but is now the year where we just become covering machines. <laughs> and I can sit at the end of this season saying I went nine and three. Eight. Eight and four on uh, bets with KU football. Like I kind of just want to do something like that, just because uh-huh. it'd be fun to track. It would also be hilarious if I went zero and twelve. Um, not gonna happen, but it could. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. Brainstorm that with me. Figure out if you have any other ideas we could do to just track as a pod KU football wise, because I think I like it. Coming. I mean, that's a good way to show progress and like all the analytics and stuff still say KU's a sub 100 team. I think I saw 103 the other day. Yeah. So like the, the spreads are still going to be huge regardless. So you might as well dabble in it and pray that the staff keeps them in games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You got, you got anything else? Uh, over, uh, under-wise? over under what Notre Dame over eight and a half. Um, you like I the just... young staff. I just, you know, they're, they've been so good. I know they get a lot of heat for losing in the playoff to Alabama. Like, sorry, but they're, they're good. They're going to be a top 10 team. They can win nine games. Like their coaching staff just seems so cool. Like they're young, they're fun. It's such a difference from Brian Kelly. So it'll be interesting. I mean, you've seen that before where the young guy comes in and it's like the culture turns in. It goes from like Brian Kelly was like the perfect Notre Dame coach where it's just kind of like, boring lame they suck like they were easy to dislike and now all of a sudden they have this like young former player uh or their their offensive coordinator is really cool dude too like i don't know kind of like for the first time ever i'm kind of like i don't hate notre dame it's weird but i could also see it completely backfiring um where they just have way too much fun and they just get trounced every week i don't know probably won't happen but uh you're high on the new coaches this year TCU, yeah. Notre Dame. I got to give uh, my boy Nate a shout out. Let me find the exact text. But he basically said his lock was over nine for Notre Dame. It was on a different wow. book, so I don't want to give anything away. But eight and a half, you can take that. Um, let me see what he said. Okay, so they have eight cupcake games, and they have BYU, USC, Ohio State, and Clemson. They just got to win one of those. 
maybe get a USC okay. team getting too much hype, get BYU, maybe Clemson doesn't, you know, grow as much as some people are expecting. You never yeah. know. So just bank Ooh. on them getting one of those, one of their other eight. That's interesting. Care Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Um, Michigan right. over nine and a half, too. Just, you know, go blue. <laughs> Uh, I kind of hate that. Okay. I feel like, I feel like the Michigan hype train is going to like, I don't know. I, I like Michigan more than I like Ohio state. Like I always, you know how you never know who you're going to cheer for in a team, but then you're watching the game and your conscious just kind of like leads you one way. I'm always headed like for whatever reason I like Michigan. I think it's the Harbaugh KU connection Mm -hmm. or whatever, where we thought he was going to be our coach one day. Um, but I don't know. I feel like you'll, uh, you'll love this then too. I got him six to one the big or win the Big Ten. Now here's the only reason that this stuck out to me on DraftKings. It's going to be them or Ohio State is my thought process. Yeah. They yeah. their only tough road game before Ohio State is at Iowa. That's always tricky. But they get yeah. Penn State at home and Michigan State at home. So basically, I'm betting on the idea that when Michigan goes to Columbus to play Ohio State Thanksgiving weekend the winners going to the big 10 championship and will be heavily favored in the big 10 championship. So getting plus 600 now is going to be better value than that money line would be in week yeah. 12 or week 13. <laughs> it's probably going to be like plus 240 plus 275, something like that. You're getting two and a half times the value. If you take it now, so that's, that's just really, value. It's just value. It's value I, love, I love talking to yourself into like, we've all done it where you, it could be a bet that's like probably going to lose, which mm-hmm. I'm not saying your bet's going to lose, but you know, but you'll talk yourself into like, well, hey, the numbers make sense yeah. to where if this bet wins, it's a great value. And mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, but it's not going to win. But I think you, I mean, it's Michigan. Anything can happen. Right. They could be, they could just ride the momentum and uh, go back to back. So don't hate it. It'll be fun to track. Um, yeah. You got anything else gambling wise? I was going to get to some listener questions from Twitter. We got a few interesting ones. No, NFL Bears under just because they're not going to win seven games, but that's it. <laughs> Bears, they're you're so not, they're so bad. You're not in on Justin Fields. I could be in on Justin Fields, but everyone else, his number one receiver is Byron Pringle. His <laughs> offensive line dude. is me, you, and Braden. Their defense, <laughs> Roquan's about I to mean, get traded because he's sick of it. So they're going to trade. Their second best player after already trading their first and third best players, like it's just, it's just not going to work. And seven is like seven's a lot of games to win. Look, sneaky. That is. I don't know. It just seems like a high number for them. And that does seem high. I wonder why that is. Whatever. I don't. I don't know enough about the Bears to contemplate how many wins they're going to win have this year. Um... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, here's a question. KU goes 5-7 and seven this year, if blank. Shaylin Daniel stays healthy and looks as competent as he did for the second half of last year. I think that's a fairly so like, basic question, but that but like so I, I thought of, exactly. I thought about that and I was like, but even if Jalen Daniels stays healthy and plays as good as he was last year, do we get five wins or do we like does it have to come from somewhere else? Does it have to be defense or does it have to be O line or does it like I kind of yeah, initially right off the bat, I read that tweet, and I'm like, yeah, Jalen Daniels has to be a star. Our running game's got to be really good. But then I'm kind of like, well, maybe that's not the case because we've seen this. We've seen a program with Khalil Herbert and Puka Williams and, and Carter Stanley playing good still struggle. So it feels like for us to truly start to become a legit 5-7 and seven team, like we've got to just figure it out up front or even – defensively i don't know like that's where i'm i'm worried we're gonna see really good results from Jalen daniels and the running game but then we're gonna be pissed because some other facet of our team is really really bad and i think mm-hmm. that's what's hurt us in the past so like i don't know i don't know what that area is quite yet but i'm worried it's gonna be like a glaring thing that in week four we're sitting on this podcast being like holy shit our D line sucks. Our O line sucks. Or like what? Like I don't know. So we'll see. I think it's got to be the defense too, though. All those transfers yeah. they brought in that should start day one. Like you got to hope that the name of the school that they were at before isn't just a mirage, like we've been through before with Notre Dame quarterbacks and things <laughs> like that. But like they got to come in and produce and play and actually show improvement on the defense. Because like you said, teams go out and score thirty points a game and lose. 45 to 31 every single week and cover half your spreads. Yeah. It won't even be I, just, fun, so. I think back to that Texas game we won. Like, just a hilarious game. Like, we could not stop them. No. They were scoring so They scored fast. twice in like a minute and a half at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so it's like you, you remember the good part about us winning, but then you're like, oh, my God. We were still just like – they would have 70 yards to go, and it was like, well, they'll score in two plays here. Like, there was just no – it was – we had accepted by that fourth quarter of that game that it was just like, find a way to score in like three or four plays. That's your only shot. So, worked, but it's a bold, bold, uh, bold strategy moving forward. So, like, yeah, like I think obviously to answer that question, we can't go five and seven if Jalen Daniels is not really good, but – just because Jalen Daniels is good doesn't mean this team will go five and seven. We've got to have like a competent defense and we've got to start to see just Lance's overall system start to work. I think for us to go five and seven, because we've talked about it. getting to five wins is freaking hard. Big 12 mm-hmm. is good. So um, we'll see on kind of the same subject. Uh, this tweet was more of like a future tweet, but like how many years do you think, until we are a middle-of-the-road Big 12 program, or is it even possible at this point? It's possible. That's that's so sad. It's very possible, and it will happen. Like, 
We're not going to be, I refuse to accept this, AB. 28 years old. We're not going to be 40 years old and the Hawks have still not cracked the top six of the Big 12. If that happens, can you imagine the amount of football games we had watched, the amount of tailgates we'd been to over the last 15 years leading up to that? More than that. That's 12 years away. It would have been like 20 years leading up to that. We've got it. We're going to get there. Like, I I don't know how many years away I would – I don't know what you, I mean, what do you think the realignment stuff's going to do? That's got to kind of help us in a way. If like the big 12 holds true with the teams we're adding and you just lose uh, Texas and OU, like I feel like that uh, maybe not because Texas is like a auto win on my, on my schedule for us. But like, I don't know. I feel like the teams we're bringing in gives us a shot to maybe get a few more wins, depending on how things go with their transition. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah, but like even the teams are bringing in are all pretty damn good. Like BYU is always good. Uh, since he just went to the playoff, UCF's had all awesome years the last decade. I can't even think of the fourth team right now. Um, who was it? Uh, why can't I think Houston? Houston. Houston. Oh, yeah. And Houston. Yeah, I heard Houston someone would... say that Houston's got a shot to go undefeated this year. So that's that's sick. Really glad like, we scheduled them. What a schedule. Yeah. Um, but like you're losing Oklahoma, who's always at the top, and you're losing Texas, who's always one of the more talented teams, even if we beat them every once in a while. So, I guess probably less top heavy and more like depth in the middle, and they'll probably all sneak up and win a conference title in the next two decades. But yeah, I, I but those are the kinds I, of games where if we keep showing improvement and building it up, like if we play, I don't know, TCU, for example, the way that we played Oklahoma. We probably beat TCU or BYU or UCF where we still needed like three more things to happen to beat Oklahoma that day because they're just like that much on a different level than a lot of the other teams coming in. I still can't believe that play. Yeah, uh, that was sickening. Um, but, yeah, we just got to get to the point. Like, say it's three, four years down the road. That's kind of where I I lean towards in three years if Lance is still here and things are going th- – we've seen improvement over the last couple of years like – I don't think it's crazy to say in three years, if things have continued to improve that you're at least, you can look at UCF and BYU as like a coin flip game, Mm -hmm. right? Like I don't, Houston, I don't think it's going to be a, I think Houston's going to turn into an absolute monster. Um, I think Cincinnati is going to be pretty dang good depending on if their staff stays around. But like it, I think if you can get to the point where UCF, BYU, K-State, of course. Um, Who else am I forgetting? TCU, probably. Like, they need to become a team where we can look at our schedule and say, kind of like how West Virginia feels this year, we need to get to the point where it's not just the second worst team in the conference. It needs to be the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth team that we're Mm kind of like, we'd go get those wins. So, I don't know. Do you think three, four years is a fair guess, or are people going to be mad and think it's next year? People are probably mad, but it's like at this point, if you're still like actively seeking out KU football content, I think you should be okay with being patient because that's all you've had to do for the last ever. Um, yeah. It'll probably take a couple more years before we're at that level, but I don't know. I always think back to that quote from Fornelli from CBS who said after the Leipold hire that at some point he's just going to make KU a consistent six, seven, eight win team. 
with the potential when everything swings the right way to go for like 10. And that sounds a lot like K-State, but shit, I would do a lot of things for K-State's football program parlayed with our basketball program. So like, yeah, it just, just be patient. I, it's not, it's not going to come immediately, but I think hopefully in three weeks or so, we'll be able to get a clear picture on the progress that's still growing. And God, I can't imagine just a, a season where you can count on six, seven wins with basketball season right around the corner. Like it really would be incredible. We wouldn't quite be like Ohio state. Um, I'm just trying to think of who are the best duos, basketball, football, Ohio state. I mean, uh, Michigan lately. Not to... Michigan's really good. Uh, Bama, but like they're mo- like not a top tier basketball, but they do well enough to be a six seed yeah. in the tournament and go out and win a national championship. Their fans are inve- could can be invested right. all season long in both sports. Like that's what I mean. We're invested, but like by the end of a lot of KU football seasons, it's just kind of like a joke. Whereas like I just want it to be like I want to be heavily bought in in November come for college football. So this is a random question about the potential of us being good at some point down the line. Do you think that would make, I know there seems like there's an obvious answer, but I want to ask, do you think the tailgates would be more or less fun if we were expecting to win eight games in a season? Uh, well, we're going to get I mean, old at one point. Um, sure. But say it happened this year. No, not that. I think, I, I think more fun because our, our, it would, if this year, well, like, that's why I changed my mind fun. on this year. Yeah. Okay. So it would just the first year we're relevant again. The tailgates will be so fun because our brain, our stupid brains, will still be wired to just like drink aggressively before the game. But we'll also have the excitement of being good. Like think about. I mean, we joke about this freaking game every year. Think about the K State game from a few years yeah. ago, where we. I mean, that tailgate was incredible. People were everywhere. Um, we genuinely talked ourselves into winning the game. And like to think if that could become a weekly reality, that'd be very fun. But I see what you're saying. Eventually, if we get to the point where it's like seven, eight, nine wins is your goal, then I think the tailgates almost become like stressful. Like I think about before a big, big 12 Monday, big Monday game in basketball, like, I'm just nervous. Like I'm mm-hmm. not like a I'm not I'm not trying to party. I'm like locked in convincing myself of every scenario of that what's going to happen over the next 40 minutes. So like I do think you reach a point which I don't know, the people in the south, the SEC, they don't seem to have that problem. But I do think I would reach a point where I'd be like so stressed now about the outcome that I would care less about like videoing you chug off against James, but who sure. knows. Um, Good question. Interesting. I I know we're on the Twitter Q and A, but I have a question for you. Mm. Are those allowed? Yes, I'm okay. probably I, done with Twitter Q and A. Hypothetical question here, and we can end on this. Would you rather KU football this season be 11 and one, coming off a winning? I'm not saying this is possible. Just listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, can it's click, interesting. You can click either button. Um, KU football be 11 and one going into the Big 12 championship game, fifth in the college football playoff rankings. If they win the Big 12 championship, they go to the playoff because number four just lost. Or you have this button on the right that Bronny James commits to Kansas to play basketball. (laughs) 
I thought this was going to be such a better hypothetical. Like, I mean, I'm obviously taking KU football. Um, Okay. Bronny James to the Hawks would be hilarious. Like, imagine if LeBron just, like, cancels his lifetime Nike deal and is like, I'm an Adidas guy because Mm -hmm. of the Hawks. Um, But, no, it's an I'm going to spin zone your hypothetical and throw this question to you. Would you rather KU go 11-1 heading into the Big 12 championship game uh, or Kansas basketball just repeat – you get it no matter what, repeats as national champions. Like it it become we're one of the only two teams or a few teams in the last 30 years to repeat. Bill Self solidifies himself as maybe a top five coach of all time. Uh, we have the – funnest two-year stretch of basketball that any fan base has had in a long time or you can take your chances KU 11-1 we're fresh off a a national title in basketball we're kind of on a honeymoon phase anyways the other thing I didn't mention about basketball would be the biggest FU if we got like some uh like punishment this year and then still managed to win the title Mm -hmm. I don't know I I want to hear your answer before I give your answer it's it's football to me I I don't think it's really that close like I know winning back-to-back would be like a big suck my dick to the NCAA and everything. It'd be super cool. But I think back to – we're very fortunate to root for teams that have gone to -to back-to-back championship games Mm -hmm. with the Royals doing it and then the Chiefs doing it a couple years ago. Both times, the second year just wasn't as fun for me. And maybe for the Chiefs, it had to do with, like, COVID shutting the world down that entire fall. So, like, it just didn't feel like a a normal season. But – I'll say this till the day I die. The 2014 Royals run where they swept through the AL, went to the World Series, even though they lost, that run was more fun for me. And for the Chiefs, I couldn't have been more invested in a team than the team that won the Super Bowl. And then the year after, it just kind of felt like, yeah, I mean, we should be here. This is what we should be doing. Like, it just, I don't know. And neither of them won both times. So maybe that's not the perfect example, but I would like to think that the second time, it, part of the reason yeah. we're so pumped this year was because we've had eight heartbreaking losses in the tournament since our last one, and it felt yeah. good to finally break through. But KU football, 11 wins, the only other time that happened, we still watch videos of that like monthly and talk yeah. about it all the time. And one of like the five things we say to K-State or Mizzou fans is we won the Orange Bowl that year, you didn't. Like, fuck off. So I think, it's, uh... it's football by a mile for me in that one. I agree it's football. I don't know if it's by a mile just because uh... – you know, I don't think – I mean, if you have a national championship on a platter, I think you take it. Um, but we're fresh off one. What if I changed it? No, I mean, your point would still say the same. I think – I'm taking football. I'm still taking football. But, like, I don't know. I'm trying to see it from the other side. It has to be football. We can't – if you offer us 11-1, and one, you have to take it. I just – I don't know. I would feel almost – what if we go to the Big 12 championship, lose by 40 – um, and you're like, uh, but still, we went 11 we, and two, and yeah, we're we go to the big time bowl, we go to the cotton bowl, and eat, I don't know, whoever. I just don't, yeah, it's it's hilarious that we've we've spent this much time thinking about it. Uh, I really thought that was going to be your hypothetical, and then you threw no. Bronny James going to Kansas on me. So, do you have thoughts on Bronny? I keep hitting the table, my computer's going everywhere. I've got a new take that LeBron now realizes he has to play till he's like 50 so that he can play with Bryce because Bryce is actually going to be better than Bronny. <laughs> I didn't even know he existed. He's like 6'6 now. He just got his first offer. He's like way more, like he's got the height, 
if he gets the frame, if he fills out, we got another 20 years. I'm just kidding. I think Bronny's better than Bryce, but who knows? We'll see. Bronny's going to be a disaster. And this isn't anything against the kid, but like wherever he goes, it's just going to be a disaster, right? Why would he go to college? I don't get it. Like, I don't really either. And I don't know why a college would go after him. He's not staying more than one year. Like, he's just not. And I get like the money side of it, the promo side of it. But as far as a coaching staff doing it, like, I just. Yeah, guys go after one and done guys all the time. I think he's not a one and done guy. He is, but he's not. I mean, he Come could on. be. If his name was Christian Brown, we wouldn't be saying he's a one and done guy. Yeah, but like you got to, I still think there's like a big step Bronny James is going to take. Like he, I still feel like he's becoming bigger. Like he's getting bigger. He's getting more athletic. He's getting more explosive. Like I just feel like you have to recruit Bronny James. And yeah, I mean, like you said, it's like a, from an NIL standpoint and just from a, promotion standpoint gotta do it but i have a feeling it's gonna be like a i don't know i'm so glad coach k has gone from duke because he would have definitely gone to duke and it would have been the most insufferable thing ever did, i don't did think you see the list duke. of teams that like it's reportedly it, in the lead like i mean it makes it, and Memphis, yeah, it it's those that's what i was gonna say it's gonna be team. It's going to be a team like that. It's not going to be a Kentucky or Duke. I think it's, I mean, Oregon makes the most sense because of Nike, but yeah. uh, I can't believe we're talking Bronny James. Uh, well, it's just, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> it's, I just, I firmly believe that because he's going to, yeah. and because of his name, he's going to come in and they're probably going to have to play him like he's the top five recruit in the nation and not a top 50 recruit in the nation. Yeah. The like, top 50 guys are never really that good their freshman year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm kind of, I kind of think Bronny James is going to have like a humongous senior year and like jump from top forty to like top ten, but we'll see. Are you going to hate him as much as we hated Zion, or was that a more a Duke thing or? An ESPN I didn't even thing? hate. I didn't even hate Zion. I was just like, it was just it was so annoying thing. that yeah. he made that decision. It was like, why, dude? You were so cool, and now you have to be a cheese dick the rest of your life. Like you will cool. never not be a Duke cheese ball ever again but not even that just like every single espn commercial was and then six days watch zion travel south to miami to play against jim laranaga and the hurricanes so yeah this game yeah. sucks like i don't want this to be the prime time game of the year if it's Bronny james they're gonna do that three times as much yeah but. I hope that he's not end up at Duke. Wherever he ends up, it's going to be nauseating. But you know me. I'm going to be a big-time Bronny guy and Bryce guy. You can just see LeBron sitting at Cameron, though. Oh, yeah. He'll be on the bench. He will is, that the one, on the bench. is that the one way we can make you like dislike LeBron? It's not. A, I'm at the point where I'm like, I get annoyed with LeBron. Like, I get that he's extremely lame and corny. I just – it frustrates me that he's – the best basketball player of all time. And people act like it's not even a, like MJ one six. It's just the, we're not getting into MJ LeBron, but like, it just bothers me that this man has somehow become, I don't know. He's done enough to be called the goat and uh, people just won't give it to him. It bothers me. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap this up. We're off the rails. Yeah, this is a Kansas basketball podcast. So uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, by the way, we're rocking Charlie Hustle again. That was kind of sick. Forget. People Unplanned. forget. Really? 
people forget national champions, uh, the Hawks, and shout out Charlie Hustle. That's it. We'll be back next week, probably talk more football. And uh, we're close, AB. We are close to being back at the booth. We'll see you next week. Rock Chalk.